everybody. Podcast episode 16, the Not That Pauly D Show. And as always, that makes me Not That Pauly D. Uh, second episode, 2013. New Year's resolutions. Everyone's going to the gym now. Everyone's running around. We all know that won't last. But I guess, uh, you know, you, you turn the calendar and we need to change our lives. But who knows? So I'm in my living room. So I wonder if it's more echoey or not, but I don't really have a desk in my bedroom. So the way I've been doing these lately is uh, with my computer on the bed, with my microphone on one of our nightstands, and I sit on the floor, and I just point the microphone down. So uh, no one's home. Got the apartment to myself. So uh, I'm sitting in the living room much more comfortable. I'm on a couch, and my microphone is on our coffee table. So much better setup. I'm going to have to figure something out because uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to tear my ACL if I keep squatting on the floor for an hour trying to entertain you folks. And that's what I'm here to do. So, um, by the way, I just said so. You'll notice that that's like my thing. I don't know why. That's like my transition. I need to get better at that. I need to not say so every time I want to transition. I guess it's one of those ticks. I'm pretty good at public speaking too. And I guess this kind of counts as that, and I usually don't have those weird ticks, but I guess this is one of them. Today, uh, today was an interesting day for me. I uh, normal day at work, you know, nothing unusual, and I was uh, walking back from lunch, which, by the way, I went to a place called Energy Kitchen. Energy Kitchen, I don't know where they're located. I, I've only ever seen it in this area, so there's actually one down the street from my apartment, and then there's one... A few blocks from my office, healthy place. It's like a, think of a healthy fast food, I guess, strangely is the best way to put it. And uh, they serve stuff that is either only grilled, uh, baked, or steamed. And it's all like bison, and I don't think they have ground beef or red meat. I had a, uh, like a buffalo chicken burger thing. It was, it was weird, but it was actually quite good. But anyway, the whole thing is like everything's healthy. So, you know, we talked about the sodas in New York City. Uh, last week, so well the the size restrictions haven't come into place. Uh, I did have an interesting experience with soda today, so I'm not a big soda drinker. I typically like to drink water. I will drink soda every once in a while, though it's you know it tastes good, but I know it's not good for you. Um, so today I got like a combo meal. It came with fries and it came with a soda, and so I, I got my meal and they handed you a cup. It was one of those situations where you like fill it up yourself. And I walk over to the thing, and they have a fountain. And here were my choices. It was Diet Coke, Diet Fanta, which I didn't even know existed, Sprite Zero, Water, and Coke Zero. So first of all, why do they have Diet Coke and Coke Zero? Aren't those the same thing? Just like rebranded? I don't know. Different logos. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big Diet Coke fan. I'm not really a Coke fan by itself either, so Coke Zero was out. But I was in the mood for soda, and I, I enjoy Sprite. So I got Sprite Zero. If you've ever had Sprite Zero, it literally tastes like chemicals. It was one of the most disgusting sodas, one of the most disgusting drinks I've ever had. I don't know how people can, can handle that. And I can't imagine that Coke Zero is any better. But for, for those of you who are drinking sodas that are diet sodas, just stick to the regular sodas. I mean, don't torture yourself. It's terrible. Just drink less of it. So anyway, I'm walking back from lunch. And uh, there's a lot of schools in, in the area where I work. Uh, 
And because of that, in the afternoons, there's a lot of children. And I took a late lunch today, so uh, I was a little busy in the morning. I think I was walking back to my office around 3 o'clock when all the schools were breaking out. And uh, there's this weird thing in New York City where school children are not allowed to bring cell phones into schools. I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the podcast before, so forgive me if I have. But in New York City, school children cannot bring cell phones into the school. I guess they have uh, metal detectors or maybe they search you. I don't know how they detect it, but it's a very strict rule apparently. So what these kids do is they still bring cell phones with them to school, but they don't actually bring them into the school building. And local businesses will store your phone for the day and will charge you, let's say, a dollar. So there's actually this deli down the street from me where these kids, every morning when I get to work, are lined up, hundreds of them, handing in their phones and getting these tickets. And I guess you just need your ticket and your ID to retrieve your phone back. And it's every single day, every morning, and then every afternoon when the kids are getting out of school to pick their phones up. There's even like this U-Haul truck that's down the street, and it just has a big picture of like cell phones on it and says mobile storage. And this U-Haul truck has been converted into a locker, I guess, for these phones, and they just cut a hole out of the side of this truck, and they park it in the street, and these kids just give them their phones, pay them a dollar, and these people just sit there with phones in their truck all day. So, first of all, I guess that's an amazing business plan. You just charge kids a dollar to hold phones in a car, but aren't they a gigantic target for theft? I mean, there's got, seriously, hundreds of children are leaving their phones at these places, and it's very obvious where they're happening. That's got to be the best place to just try to rob. They don't really care about the phones. I'm sure there's no sort of insurance on the, on the kids' phones. Uh, it's a really, really strange and sketchy business. But anyway, it was around 3 o'clock, and they're a, a big congregation of um, unruly youths, I guess we'll say. Very unruly um, children. Uh, all sorts of ages, I guess, probably in the 13 to 18 group. They were out of control. It was wild. It was like I was watching some sort of movie. And there was, there was probably 50 or 60 of them on this one corner. And uh, it seemed like some sort of fight was breaking out, but it, I couldn't really identify anybody that was fighting. And I come to realize that uh, they were screaming at somebody that was in a car waiting at a stoplight. And the driver of this car was also very young. So he, he started driving... Uh, on the red light and realized that that was a bad idea because there were people walking across the crosswalk so started reversing his car back he was you know reversing back he had gone too far into the intersection and during this time people continue to yell at him and yell at him and he gets pissed so he gets out of the car to fight or to yell I don't know what he does but he gets out of the car and this, this driver must have been 16, 17 years old whatever the minimum age is to drive and literally <laughs> Gets out of the car, opens the door, and the car's still in reverse. So now, for a split second, like he must have put his foot on the brake to lean off and push his body outside of the car. So for a very split second when he's outside of the car, the car is perfectly still. But then as soon as he's got both feet on the ground, <laughs> the car starts going in reverse. The doors open, nearly knocks him down. There's a car right behind him. There's kids walking between the two cars, almost smashes this girl. And the car just bashes into this old lady's car. Just bashes into it. it was, I mean, it was probably only going five miles per hour at that point in reverse. But nailed the car. I mean, this kid's bumper was all dented in. 
So now at this point, there's these two people that look like cops. Turns out they weren't. They're like school safety guards or something. They're hysterically laughing, doing nothing at all to, to help the situation. This poor old lady is sitting in her car. She had a nice car, and she just gets rear-ended, or uh, I don't even know. She just gets backed into in an intersection by this kid. And I couldn't tell, but I'm sure her car had some damage. Kid realizes what happens, jumps in his car, and speeds away. Now, this poor old lady is looking around like, what the hell am I supposed to do? So she drives up to the, to the school guards and was like, uh, why didn't you guys do anything there? And they just told her to write down the license plate, which I happened to write down. So I, I wrote it down. And I didn't know what to do. Like, what are you supposed to do in that situation? Am I going to call the cops and say, hey, I just saw this hit and run, I guess. But what are the cops going to do? Try to find this guy? But if you're listening... And you know anybody that has a gray Volkswagen Jetta with a Florida license plate, 920YSZ, and they have the back right of their bumper dented in, you should probably report them for hit and run. So I did write it down. I don't know. It was totally, totally bizarre. That was my, uh, that was my afternoon. Definitely did not plan on talking about that on the podcast, but as I was sitting there with my boss, we were... We were, uh, I guess you could say, flabbergasted by the the goings-ons. And it really was only, I don't know, a minute or two of just pure chaos. And then all of the kids dispersed. But, see, I tried not to say so there, and it got really awkward. I just said, but. I really got to work on that. I guess they tell you just to, like, take a breath, I think. So I got uh, some feedback about my last episode. No one really commented on the length, right? I did the 25 minutes. No one really mentioned whether or not they like that, but I did get a couple of comments. Um, one thing I got was that I still haven't had uh, my friend on from zero to fluent in 90 days, so I've got I've to make that happen this year. Maybe that'll be my New Year's resolution, to finally uh, go through with that interview. But the other feedback I got was that you know, I talked a lot about the uh, food grades in New York City. There's actually an app. It's called ABC Eats. Uh, I suppose you could get it if you don't live in New York, right? It's on the app store and everything. And you can type in your neighborhood or you can type in the restaurant name and it will tell you its current grade, its history of grades, and then goes in detail about describing all of the violations. So you should really check it out. It's, it's pretty funny. We were trying to find you know, the worst restaurants and the best restaurants and all that. And it uh, turns out every restaurant does need to be graded from Starbucks on up. And um, there are some really, really gross restaurants out there. So if you live in New York City or if you eat in New York City, I highly recommend you get that app. It's just called ABC Eats. It's free. But it goes into detail about the vermin and unsanitary cleaning stations and so on and so forth. But we had fun with that. So Baron, my friend, Zero to Fluent 90 Days, I'm going to get him on this year at some point in 2013. That'll be one of my New Year's resolutions. My other New Year's resolution is really, when I think back, now 16 episodes in, why I started this podcast, I've always wanted to get into comedy or radio in some way or another. I don't think I have any way of getting into radio. If you guys know someone who can get me into radio, not looking to do it full-time, obviously, but hey, let me know. But I want to do stand-up comedy. Again, not as a job, not to make a living. I just want to do it. I want to try it. So my New Year's resolution is to do an open mic night, and I'm going to do that by the end of this year. That, uh, that leaves me 355 days or so to come up with material, to uh, get the guts to get up on stage and to find a place that will let me do that, and it will happen. 
It'll probably happen towards the end of the year, I'm sure, but it will happen. I will do, uh, I don't know, what do you do, five or ten minutes when you do an open mic? Five or ten minutes set this year, somewhere in New York City, at an open mic. We'll see. I will invite you all. I will let you know when it happens. You can all come. Um, my other New Year's resolution is to go to a lot of Devils games. So hockey's back. Very excited about hockey being back. Not really a New Year's resolution. I always go to a lot of Devils games. But I did want to say that I am excited that hockey is officially back. It'll be a shortened season, probably only about 48 games or so. But I'm very, very, very excited uh, to have hockey back. I love hockey. I've actually just joined a hockey league. We have our first uh, first session this Sunday. It's not really a game. It's more like a practice introductory type thing, but it's this Sunday. I'm really excited about that. I've been skiing a lot lately, trying to stay active. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not signing up for a gym membership. I'm not that guy. Not only will I not go now, but if, even if I went now, I would just stop going in three months like everyone else. One thing I have been doing, you see that? I didn't say so there. <laughs> One thing uh, I've been doing that's probably not healthy is I found a great new bar. Now, I know that this isn't healthy, but I like beer. Beer is good. Uh, not, you know, the crappy beer. I'll drink it every once in a while, but I, I like to try new beers in all sorts of different types and flavors and breweries and microbreweries and so on and so forth. And it has become really trendy. I'd say in the last five, ten years, maybe five, really, microbreweries and all the different types of beers that are made now have, has become really popular. And when I was in college, probably the only thing I miss about Binghamton, not the carousels, not you, Nick, but the only thing I miss about Binghamton is the Ale House. So if you live in Binghamton, or if you live near Binghamton, or anywhere in western New York for that matter, or even Pennsylvania, you need to go to the Ale House. It's on Vestal Parkway. It's right near the school. Tiny little place, and it's awesome. I really th- I've been to a lot of bars in my life. I really think that the Ale House is the greatest bar on the planet. I really do. It's the best. I spent a lot of time there in college and in grad school. And, you know, it's not one of those bars where you go and just get hammered. Definitely not. It's more a mature bar, I guess you'd say. They have 36 different taps of beers, which is fantastic. You can try all sorts of different beers. They have bottled beers from all over the world. They have some of the best nicest bartenders. It's family owned by these two uh, people. I, I don't think they'd mind me saying their names, Tim and Diane. And they're fantastic. They remember your name. It's like cheers, the whole thing. They've got great food. They've got some of the best pizza in upstate New York, really at this bar. Small pizzas, but they're really good. They've got cheese and crackers. It's delicious. Uh, grilled hot ham and cheeses. You have to go there. It's the best. Then on top of that, They do all sorts of fun promotions, like on Monday Night Football, they've got this big wheel, and every time there's a score, they spin it, and you can win prizes and drinks and t-shirts, but the best part about the Ale House is they have uh, a passport, it's a world tour, and you get a passport card, and the idea is in one year, you need, it's like a man versus food type thing, but for beers, in one year, you need to drink 36 taps, so they're numbered, one through 36, left to right, you have to drink each one. Right, You have to have a beer from each country that they have, and then there's a handful of others. It comes out to, I think, be about 60 beers. 
You have to do it in a year. It's definitely attainable. But there's milestones as you do it, and you get all sorts of different prizes. And at the end of it, you get your name on the wall. Now, this bar has been open for a pretty long time. I don't remember what the first date of the, uh, of the first person to complete it was, but I think it was in the 80s, I think. And uh, really, it was a proud moment in my life when I got my name on the wall. I need to go back and visit. I've only been back uh, once or twice since I graduated. I need to go back and maybe show my family and my girlfriend my name on the wall, and it'll be great. We'll take pictures with it and have a beer. But I, I really love that place. It was a lot of fun. And I've always been looking for a place that could even be close to it. And while I don't think I have found uh, the same type of bartenders, the same owners, the same family environment, the same food quality, I have found a place that's two blocks from me that has a beer challenge that's similar. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, I can spread my drinking notoriety to another state in New Jersey, there's a bar down the street, you drink uh, 250 beers, and you get your name on the wall. And they've got them organized to it. Uh, one of the coolest ones, I think, is called the, uh, the Retro Grouping. They group them up. Uh, and the Retro Grouping is like Schlitz, Genesee, PBR, Natty Light, all sorts of beers that you don't think about drinking anymore after you're 19. And I got to drink all of them, so it'll be fun. I'm three beers in. It's uh, not right now, but I have, com- <laughs> I have completed three beers in my challenge, 247 to go, and I get my name on the wall and 20% off food for the rest of uh, m- my life, I guess, as long as I have this card. But even more exciting is if I do it twice, which I did the alehouse one like six times, I think, but if I do it twice... I get a chair in the bar with my name on it. I don't plan on leaving this area anytime soon. So uh, 500 beers is definitely doable. So I'm going to go tonight and probably have another two or three beers. It'll be good. Nice healthy habit for me to pick up. And uh, eventually I'll spend a couple thousand dollars to get my name on a plaque. So that's it. But really, visit the alehouse. That's the, the point of this story. So I, I knew that I didn't have all too much to go into this podcast. I knew I wanted to talk about the things I've talked about already. I was fortunate enough to see the uh, craziness that happened near my office today. But other than that, I didn't really have much else. But I have committed to doing this every week. Now, I know this is Thursday, and I committed to doing it every Wednesday. But uh, I knew I had an empty house tonight, so I wanted to uh, delay it a day so I could be comfortable and do the podcast. So sorry about that. But I've been looking through uh, the news, just CNN and Yahoo and stuff, and it's all gun stuff. I guess, you know, unfortunately there was some sort of school shooting again today, and I don't think it was nearly as significant, obviously, and sounds like a teacher saved the day. Lots of gun stuff, lots of politics, which, by the way, I'm paying more in taxes, so it's bullshit what Obama said. I think it's just Social Security, as I can tell. And I know I'm never going to get that money, because in 40 years, that money will be spent It'll be gone. It really is a ridiculous system, not to digress, but why do I have to pay into this social security system to get money given back to me in 40 years? Why not just leave that up to me? Why not allow me to be a responsible investor or to screw up? And if I screw up, I'm, I'm done, whatever. I don't have any money when I retire. Just leave it to me to be a responsible investor. I'll invest the, that, that couple of hundred dollars or whatever that is taken out of my paycheck 
every single time. It's ridiculous. So that borrowing from me. I'm not a bank. Anyway, I got to pay more now too. Um, the other thing though that I saw was was the flu. So apparently, um, this is a really bad year for the flu. I've never. I, I don't know if I've never gotten the flu, but I feel like I've never gotten the flu, and um, I've never gotten a flu shot. I don't think that. Uh, I don't know why I'm not really like a conspiracy theorist type guy, but. For some reason, I just don't trust the flu shot. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. I know that all vaccines and all sorts of shots that you take are really just shooting it into your arm in some way or another, shooting that disease into your arm. And I know that's what the flu shot does. But um, I just, no thanks. I don't think I really want to introduce the flu into my body. But uh, turns out it's considered an epidemic now. It is an epidemic uh, because just about every single state in the United States has high flu-like illness activity. Who knows what that means? But New York, where I work, and New Jersey, where I live, are both on that list. The only people that are safe are Idaho, Maryland, and the District of Columbia, which I don't even really get if it's a state or not. But Maryland and Idaho, only safe states in the country. Everywhere else, like the whole East Coast, the whole Midwest is in high flu-like illness activity level. So I think, I vote we bring back SARS masks. I think we should be a little bit more cautious and we should all be walking around with the SARS masks. Let's turn this into a big news story that scares us all into doing ridiculous things. And that way when it goes away in a week, we won't look stupid. Like we have with every other ridiculous thing like this. The flu has been around for a long time. People get it. Get over it. Everyone will be fine. It's not the Black Plague. It's nothing bad. It's just the flu. Though I do guess a lot of people die from the flu every year. But I guess a lot of people die from a lot of different things every year. I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm going to end up dying from the flu. Watch because of this. Because of this podcast. Last time I tried to predict something, I predicted that Sandy would be just a windstorm. And uh, turns out I was wrong there. So hopefully uh, my prediction about the flu doesn't follow the same fate. But it's an epidemic. I guess that kind of sounds scary, right? Although I guess a pandemic is worse because I think that's across the world. So if you want to be safe, wear a SARS mask or go to Idaho. Uh, my advice for you, though, is if you are going to buy a SARS mask, go to notthatpauled.com slash offers. Click the Amazon link there. Buy your SARS masks through there. Doesn't cost you anything extra. And Amazon gives me a little kickback uh, for sponsoring this show. And uh, it's nice of them to allow me to take a cut of their profits. And let me tell you, it is a very insignificant cut. But I do appreciate any shopping that you do online, that you do on Amazon. Please go to notthatpolyd.com slash offers. Click the Amazon link and you can do your shopping there. That's about all I got. I know this was a light one. I'm sorry about that. Uh, But I committed to doing a show every week. I'm really starting to want to have a guest on. Uh, So if you want to be a guest on the show, please let me know. I guess we'd have to prepare, but I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, and most of them now have guests. There's only a handful now that I listen to that are just one person. And when there's guests on, they're actually pretty funny, Uh, but it's really just banter. And I'm not really that funny of a person, I guess, but 
we'll see what would happen if I got another person in the room. I've got the equipment to handle it. Let's try it out. If you're interested in being a guest on the Not That Polity Show, please let me know. Uh, it would be better, obviously, if you are in this area. But if you want to do it through Skype, I guess we could try to figure that out, too. So that's it for me, guys. 25 minutes, just like I said last time. If you want more, let me know. And if you want less, I'm not doing less. I mean, it's 25 minutes. Come on. But that's all I got for you. Have a nice night. Don't get the flu. And if you buy a SARS mask, you know where to buy it from. That's it. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure could help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? 